0: Welcome to Murphy, Sam and Jody after the show. And uh, today, this is really cool. We're visiting with 1980s superstar singer-songwriter Richard Marks. He's got a brand new book out called Stories to Tell. uh, And he also has a brand new Greatest Hits compilation out. So a bunch of cool things coming and we're visiting with him today. Hey, it's Richard Marks calling. How are you?
1: We're great. How are you,
0: Richard Marks? I'm so good. I'm happy to be talking to you.
1: I know. Look, you have a lot of big things coming up. Two big things we know, and we're going to go mm-hmm. straight there, and they're both about storytelling, and I just told the guys that you are a great storyteller. I saw you in concert with Rick Springfield.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a <laughs> lot of
1: great stories, and you are hysterically funny, and you know Thank it. Thank you. So you came you came
0: to the Dick Squared tour. Yes, I did. I uh-huh. yeah. And I stayed yeah. for the whole
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, Rick and I go back mm-hmm. 40 years. We've known each other for 40 years, yeah. and Yeah. Uh, or just under 40 years. And we started doing shows together a few years ago, and uh, it's just been such a blast. I'm glad you came to one of those shows, because mm-hmm. they're just like big parties. They were. Such a blast.
1: It was like just sitting around and you guys telling stories and taking turns and then singing yeah. together. It was fabulous. So I know that you're a great storyteller. So how long have you been working on this book, Stories to Tell a Memoir?
0: Well, you know, I've been, quotes working on it off and on for about eight years, I guess, because mm-hmm. it, it, didn't, it didn't start out as a memoir at all. It mm-hmm. started out as um, the, sort of the stories that you heard that night, some right. of them, you know, that I tell in concert. And, mm-hmm. and they're just stories of things that have happened to me along the way in my career, working with, you know, what, one of the things that's uh, unique about my career is that separate and apart from my career as an artist and as a performer, I'm a collaborator, and I've worked with so many great artists over the years, written songs with them, produced them, performed with them. And when you work with people like that, you're going to, you know, if you're lucky, you're going to have some really funny stories to tell. Yes. And and so I would include those in my show sometimes. And and over the over the years, people would just say, you know, you should really put that into a book, right. sound like a book. And so then... I, did, I just kind of tried to flesh them out in a way and write them down, which was challenging because um, it's totally different than just sitting and having a martini and telling you those stories. But that's the way I tried to write it. Mm-hmm. I tried to write it really conversationally. And um, and then this, these people at Simon & Schuster got you know, got a look at it and, and decided to partner up with me. And uh, And then really from that point on, it started to become more of a memoir and I started to write a little bit more about my own Experiences in life, and um, and here we are. Comes out next week.
1: The one that stood out to me when you were in concert was the Justin Timberlake story. Yeah, and yeah. I think the one the guys want right now is the Kenny Rogers story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> well, the Kenny Rogers story is is actually awesome. In that, um, you know, I was making a living as a background singer mm-hmm. thanks to Lionel Richie, who was really the first person who heard me and encouraged me and hired me as a background singer mm-hmm. on his first solo album. And he and Kenny Rogers were pals. And, right. And Lionel recommended me to Kenny as a singer. And and I was working with Kenny Rogers as a background singer when I overheard him mention to his producer that he was. That he still needed a song for the album that he was doing. And I had a session the next day. So I, I went home that night and I wrote this song called Crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and got to play it for Kenny the next day. Instead of you know when I remember when I went up to him and said I'd written a song, <clears throat> you know here's the background singer saying, "Hey, I'm a songwriter too right. like he he could have easily just called security to throw me out, sure. <laughs> but he was really gracious as well, and said, "Well, you know let me hear it," and he ended up recording it he had, he ended up changing a word or two and and becoming my quotes co-writer um, mm. but it was actually you know it was something that in my mind, even back then, it was like, you know, I'd rather be a co-writer with Kenny Rogers. That's really cool. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we joked about it literally till the end of his life. We stayed friends all those years. We worked together quite a few times. And um, we actually wrote a song together maybe about eight years before he died. Yeah. Um, wow. So, you know, just eight or nine years ago. And it, it was, a, again, a great experience. And he was he was an awesome guy, He was, uh, but he joked to me to the, to, the, to the end every once in a while, because Crazy became a number one country single, mm-hmm. and he would say to me every once in a while, I still don't think I wrote any of that song, but I love taking half the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I, he did. I enjoyed, because uh, we got an advance of the book just to, to, to read over, that the fact that it blows me away that Should Have Known Better and Endless Summer Nights Run Your Demo tape and you went to everyone, and it was like, nah, we're going to pass on this guy. Uh, I mean, those
1: songs just like, are part of your. Uh, was were a part of the like? I thought they came with the radio. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when I was learning to drive and whatnot. That's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> it's true. Well, you know what? It's that, that's something that I think I tried to really convey in the book, and I actually put the demos of "Should Have Known Better" and "Endless Summer Nights" mm-hmm. on the album, the soundtrack album as right. well because I wanted people to hear how close they were to the actual records that that became hits. And I, I try to, I, for years now, I use those songs as an example when I meet young up and coming singer songwriters Mm -hmm. who are struggling or getting rejected Mm -hmm. and just say, listen, just so you know, for years, every record company passed on these songs, which became top five singles. So Mm -hmm. you gotta just, you gotta just trust in your instincts and you gotta just keep going and you got to, believe in yourself because you're going to run into brick walls everywhere you look. Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. So once once the door opens on collaboration, you
0: know, and, and once you're known, and obviously you have a first-time collaboration with somebody else who's famous, who you've never met before, do you have an automatic kinship as a musician? Usually, yeah. Um, it's very rare, at least in my experience, it's very rare that I've worked with someone and just not clicked with them. Mm-hmm. There have been a couple people who... Maybe I didn't forge friendships with, um, but for the most part, yeah, the, the majority of people who, who become part of my life, you know, whether we continue to work together or not, yeah, um, you know, I've I've had great success with Keith Urban, for example, and but we haven't, you know, Keith has yeah. opened him opened himself up to this array of he's constantly working with new people, yeah. and I don't ever sit around and go, well, you know, Jesus, it's been years since we wrote a song together. I yeah. respect. The fact that he wants to keep searching and keep looking for new influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a similar thing in my career, but it doesn't mean that we don't, you know, we just talked on the phone for an hour the other day, you know, we're still friends. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that you're right. There is a, there's a kinship that's usually formed when you create something together mm-hmm. you know especially if that thing you created becomes a hit a huge hit sure. that's mm-hmm. that's something that you share together that you can always look back on yeah. so you've given to everyone fondly. else
1: you've given to everyone yeah. else okay here's where i get to have a little fun Kay. i'm going to tell you a story <laughs> all right are you ready A month or
0: so ago, you see what we do do is- Wait, should I get my attorney on the phone first?
1: (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt it. Okay, Okay, so, you know, we are constantly, we do a show in all these cities, and so we're constantly looking at entertainment news and what we're going to talk about and what we're not going to talk about, and, you know, and so we're always looking, prepping, if you will, and Sam, it was a month or two ago, he almost fell out of his chair when he realized who you're married to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and oh, I yeah. was like,
1: "Duh, he's cute. He can sing. Of course, he married her." Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was on
0: Twitter doing something, and it's like Daisy Fuentes Marks. Who's? Wait, she's married. What? And I you started digging, and it's him. like Richard Marks, Daisy Fuentes. Oh it, my god, this was all day,
1: Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything
0: stopped for a while. So they
1: want to know the story, and so do I.
0: Well, Sam, I, you know, listen, I'm just as thrilled and shocked as you are. Let's put it <laughs> oh. that way. Um, yeah, you know what's really amazing is that <clears throat> Daisy and I came up around the same time. You know, she there. There's actually there are clips on YouTube of her introducing my videos
1: on mm-hmm.
0: MTV. Oh wow! And so I was always, um, you know, she really blew up on MTV maybe a year or two after I started. But mm-hmm. but we, you know, in retracing our steps, we were in the same rooms, the same buildings, same events together, and we never mm-hmm. met every time I would go into MTV, mm-hmm. I would end up interviewing with everybody but her. Mm-hmm. And, but I was a big fan of hers and I would always, you know, if I were in a hotel room on the road, or whatever, I would always stop and watch her. And, and I've said this so many times, not just because she's so incredibly beautiful. Um, it was, there was something else going on with her. Even then that mm-hmm. I recognized, and I remember just thinking, I bet she's a great hang. Like I felt mm-hmm. like, I bet she's just so fun to be around. Yeah. And so there was always, I always had an affection for her, Mm -hmm. even though we were both married to other people and we never met. And, and, um, I guess, you know, timing is everything. And Mm. I came out of a really long marriage, a long, successful and Mm -hmm. long marriage. Um, and I was single for the first time in my adult life. And Daisy had just recently ended a, a relationship and, she was happy being single, and we were both just sort of like, and we, and we, we met each other through Twitter. Really, we, yeah. we ended up, we realized we followed uh, Martha Quinn, one of the original <laughs> MTV DJs. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And found each other on Twitter, and you know, over time, I slipped into her DMs, as they say. <laughs> um, yes. <and laughs> and then we started hanging out and uh we'll be married six years in december it's kind Love of it. kind of amazing Congrats. Such a, you're yeah. such
1: a good storyteller i know you need we, we need to get to the fact <sighs> that you don't not, not only the book the memoir the memoir but a greatest hits you know um, and more two two d two cd set so much but are you also going to be touring some more you're really funny oh, live yeah, yeah, yeah. And really good
0: yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, like every other performer, I've been mm-hmm. dying to get back on the road and mm-hmm. get back on stage. Um, at, as of this point, it looks like um, I'm going to do a handful of shows up in Northern California mm-hmm. at the end of August, and some East Coast shows in October. But then I hit the ground running, February 1st, 22, and I'm as of right now, I can tell you this, because uh, I, I got my schedule yesterday. As of right now. I'm playing 91 shows next year. Oh my goodness. Wow. Hmm.
1: So lazy. And it's all over the <laughs> yeah. world. It's,
0: it's a lot of U.S. dates, but it's Australia, it's New Zealand, it's all through Europe, it's South America, it's Canada. it's uh, nice. it, and I. So I'm going to definitely be making up for lost time for Is, sure. Does Daisy go with you on these dates? <laughs> yeah. She, she. I mean, oh. unless she, you know, she's got a busy career of her own, and sometimes she can't, but for the most part, she's out there with me. Wow. And that just makes it even – I mean, I have the gra- the greatest job anyway. But you know, to w- <laughs> Sam can really appreciate this. To walk off stage, yes. after being adored yeah. by an audience for two hours, and there's Daisy Fuentes holding a martini, saying, yes. "I have yes. reservations oh. for me the street." You're killing me. Yeah, see, you Sam, will, Sam will be reciting that yeah. back to us for weeks, Richard. Just so <laughs> that you know. Let me play my 30 hit songs and then get off stage and meet Daisy. <laughs> oh, so do, yeah, do my life. Yeah, yeah. you win. Do, do your sons also tour with you at all? Yeah, they do sometimes, um, and usually when when they come out on the road with me now, they get up on stage with me because they're all incredible musicians and singers. And right. um, I've actually had my son, one of my sons, Lucas, open for me on some shows where he's That's done his cool. own set. And uh, so yeah, they they come out and hang out with me as much as they can. So how does that feel as dad getting to watch that? Oh, it's the, it's the greatest. Mm-hmm. It's, on your throat, you, I'm you know. Sure. They they've all had different levels of. they're, they're all still you know. Really pursuing their version of success, but the the work that they're doing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, the one I mentioned, um, just co-wrote uh, the new Katy Perry single, which is called Electric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So awesome. they all are, yeah. they're doing their thing, wow, and wow. they're um, they inspire me. Um, so when we when we get to travel together, I mean, I see them all the time because they live near me in LA, and mm-hmm. we they spend a lot of time with us. Yeah. But when it's just me and them or one of them out on the road together uh, just father and son it's really special it's a really cuz i have a great relationship with all of them they're Sweet. they're my best friends
1: well really good talking to you you are so much nicer than rick springfield says <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow that's something. i know i know
1: really congr- i'm i'm excited about the book thank you for doing it and thank you for your time
0: oh uh, it's my pleasure guys it was great to talk to you thank you, you, Richard. you Richard.